are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuk. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And it's a solo show today. Kate is out. We're sending all of our best wishes out to her. Uh, you guys can, uh, she'll be back on Monday. We're going to be continuing our divisional preview. Um, and we've got some really interesting topics that I want to talk about today. The two teams that we're going to be previewing are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. And let's go ahead and start with the Steelers because I think this is a team that's going to have a lot of turnover either this year or or next year, right? We know that Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent. Uh, It doesn't appear that he is going to be back, although Ben Roethlisberger has made it known that if he returns, and it does sound like he's going to return, that he would like to have Juju Smith-Schuster back. And is that realistic, given given Pittsburgh's salary cap situation? Probably not. Uh, And I think there's going to be a lot of teams out there that could use Juju. So that sets up for a really interesting situation at receiver for the Steelers. Um, Let's start with Chase Claypool because we talked about him a bunch on this podcast over the last couple of months. Uh, He was the the number one guy that I was telling people to go out and buy this offseason despite having the 13 touchdowns in the 17 games. I just think the ceiling for Claypool is absolutely insane. And when you take away Juju from this offense, there's going to be more targets to go around. And I think he's a little bit more quarterback proof than what Deontay Johnson is. And let's get to Deontay Johnson because I think you have to talk about these guys in tandem, right? Unfortunately... Deontay Johnson is somebody who was not efficient at all last year. Now, we can look at Juju Smith-Schuster's yards per catch and talk about how bad that was. But when you look at the yards per target that Deontay Johnson had last year, it's among like the worst seasons we've ever seen from a guy that got over 100 targets in a year. So uh, he wasn't making plays down the field. All of his production was basically built on volume and Ben Roethlisberger trusting him to get open. We know about the drops. Um, I think he's one of the guys that I'm going to be selling this offseason because, again, if Roethlisberger's not there or he's only there one more year, is the next quarterback going to love him as much as Big Ben? I'm not sure. So I still am valuing Deontay as a low-end wide receiver, too, going forward. And I know I'm probably going to be lo- or lower on him than most. I just I just don't see it beyond the 2021 season. I do think Claypool is going to be one of these guys that every single year is a lock to get thousand yards double digit touchdowns multiple red zone looks every single game he's the guy that I want from this passing offense Uh, the next question is is there anybody else in this passing offense that could return value we saw Vance McDonald uh, retired on Friday Eric Ebron was only okay this year and he's going into the last year of his uh, deal what about James Washington uh, Washington a, a third round excuse me a second round pick in the 2018 draft 
pretty good whenever he's gotten targets. Uh, it appears that he's going to be the wide receiver three this year. Uh, we know that he can make plays down the field. He's got the great dominator rating that we like coming out of college. Uh, a great breakout age. Can Again, the yards per reception have been really good. And he maybe is Pittsburgh's most reliable receiver. Uh, I think he would need an injury or to somehow leapfrog Deontay Johnson in case Claypool to have any value. I just I'm not seeing it yet, but he is a, a good guy to maybe buy low on this offseason uh, because we know that he is a talented player and he has moved up the totem pole in Pittsburgh. Wouldn't surprise me at all if the Steelers go out and draft a receiver uh, in the second or third round. This is what they do every year. When James Washington leaves, uh, maybe in free agency after the 2021 season, maybe they get another guy ready to go. Uh, But I do think this Pittsburgh passing offense is interesting because we've seen these guys be pretty valuable from a fantasy and a dynasty perspective. On to the running backs. And this is another one where... I'm not quite sure what to do because James Conner is a free agent. He's definitely the most talented running back on that team. Uh, But will he be back? He is from Erie, Pennsylvania, not too far away from Pittsburgh. He kind of grew up in Pittsburgh his whole life, went to college there. Uh, I think he would like to stay. But I wouldn't be shocked if Pittsburgh went out and got a different running back this offseason. Uh, Benny Snell just isn't it. Just kind of a plotter. We've already seen two years of Benny Snell. It's not great. Doesn't create on his own. Uh, doesn't add any explosiveness or uh, you know big plays. Anthony McFarland could get a bump you know after being a fourth-round pick, especially if Canada is officially the offensive coordinator there in Pittsburgh. But again, he's only a part-time player. This is a backfield right now that I think is probably going to add somebody in the draft. Maybe not in the first round. Maybe not a Travis Etienne or Najee Harris, but maybe somebody in the second or third round. Maybe they go out and get a veteran running back. Uh, Maybe Mark Ingram, who's a free agent. I I think this is a, a backfield that's still developing. And again... If if this is it, if this is a landing spot for Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, okay, that's exciting. I know the run blocking wasn't good, but the volume is going to be there. Uh, even as bad as Pittsburgh looked at the second half of the season, this was still a top 10 offense, averaging 27 points per game. There's going to be opportunities there for the running back. So keep an eye on that spot. Uh, I know some people have asked, should you go out and put offers in for James Conner in the case, you know, in case he comes back to Pittsburgh, probably not just because the ceiling is fairly low and I'm probably avoiding that. Uh, And the final question is quarterback. What happens at quarterback for, for Pittsburgh? So, Ben Roethlisberger has one year left on his deal. It seems like this is going to be the last season if he does come back and then it's going to be, an overhaul in Pittsburgh. Is it Mason Rudolph? Is it Dwayne Haskins, who they signed on Thursday? Uh, do they give Josh Dobbs a chance? My guess is that it's going to be Mason Rudolph is going to be the player that they give the first crack at this job because Kevin Colbert revealed when they drafted him in 2018, they had a first-round grade on him. Uh, they liked the way... A- Again, according to their media, they like the way that he's developed. Uh, He did look pretty competent in the the Cleveland game in Week 17. I know you can't take everything away from that game, but did look like a slightly improved player uh, from what we saw, you know, in 2019. Still not somebody I'm all that interested in rostering in 
you know, even two quarterback leagues because he just doesn't give you any kind of rushing uh, floor. Um, the, he does make a few plays down the field, but is not overly accurate. I'm, I'm probably just staying away from this Pittsburgh quarterback situation until further notice. Uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th. So they're already out right now. Go to BlueNile.com to find these engagement rings. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings has launched on January 18th, and you can preview them exclusively at BlueNile.com. Nile.com. I also want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. I absolutely love Built Bar. Like I, I, I'm really saying this. The, the coconut almond, the toffee almond, two of my favorites, but I've really been enjoying the caramel brownie, uh, which is one of their new bars. Just, just absolutely amazing. In case you aren't familiar with, with Built Bar, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's really hard to even explain it. I have friends over a lot, and I say, hey, try one of these. They're amazed, uh, and I, they've all ordered them. Uh, it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, it's a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additive. Best of all, they taste incredible, and they have released six new flavors, including caramel brownie, which I've already mentioned, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Highly, highly recommend that you try the, the mixed variety. They come in a pack of 18, a lot of different flavors in there. So go to BuiltBar.com, uh, use that 20% off promo code, and get in on BuiltBar. All right, let's talk about the Tennessee Titans, another team that's really fascinating in the the AFC. Uh, The Titans, I want to start with Derrick Henry because that's obviously the the most valuable fantasy player on this team. And I think people are really struggling with how to value him going into the 2021 season uh, because he is a little bit older than what we typically like for our running backs. He does have a lot of wear and tear on that body. But the thing is with Henry, he's just such a freak. We've seen each of his five years in the NFL, his rushing rushing yards have gone up, his rushing touchdowns have gone up, and his yards per carry have gone up. In 2020, 5.4 yards per carry. And again, he did that with a pretty bad offensive line. Like Taylor Luan didn't play most of the season. Isaiah Wilson, their first-round pick at right tackle, uh, never even played in a game, I don't believe at all. So the offensive line could certainly improve this offseason. That just makes me feel even better about the safety of Derrick Henry. There are some concerns about not having Arthur Smith, who is now the head coach in Atlanta. Uh, Just one of the best play callers and play designers. But it's not that hard to get Derrick Henry involved in the offense. He's just a special, special player. Uh, you know, he can still create big runs. Uh, we see a, a little tiny bit more volume in the passing game. He had a, a career high 31 targets this year. It's not great. And I mean, admittedly, that's his biggest flaw because when you are taking a guy in the top 10 of your dynasty startups, you want somebody that has that receiving floor. Uh, and he just doesn't have that. 
But with the 126 rushing yards per game last year, absolutely insane. 2,100 total yards. I think he's probably just outside of the top five picks in Dynasty. But man, you could make a really good case after that because he's... He's on an offense that wants to run the ball. There's nobody on that team that's going to steal touches from him anytime soon. Uh, I, I still love Derrick Henry, and if you were asking me to, between like Derrick Henry and Zeke, that's not close. Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon, that's not close either. And even some of these r- younger running backs like Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry. I'm taking Derrick Henry. He's just more productive right now, and I feel better that for the next two seasons, he's going to be the better running back. And we know how short the shelf life is for these running backs. Give me the guys that are producing right now at an elite level over running backs who are good but haven't quite produced that you know the the RB one season yet that we look for. Moving on to wide receivers, A.J. Brown continues to be an absolute star. Uh, he revealed the other day that he played with uh, a couple different severe injuries, uh, including a leg injury that should have knocked him out for the entire season. Uh, all he did was finish with uh, 1,075 yards and 11 touchdowns this season in 14 games, just 23 years old, back-to-back seasons of at least 1,000 yards. Um you could make a good case that A.J. Brown is a top five dynasty receiver right now. Uh, you can argue about him against D.K. Metcalf. Uh, I think I still would take Metcalf, but A.J. Brown is certainly inching up my ranks. Uh, not much more I need to say about A.J. Brown. If you have him, you're not trading him. If you don't have him, the owner's probably not giving him up unless you're getting a top five receiver plus something else. So A.J. Brown, fantasy stud for the next several years. What's interesting is what's going to happen with Corey Davis because uh, this is somebody who was a top five pick in the 2017 draft, um, really did not play well for most of his career, and then in 2020 broke out 984 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, He is going to be a free agent this year after the Titans declined his fifth-year option. Does he come back with the Titans? Does somebody else offer him uh, more money? Is there a spot where he could go and gain value? I know a lot of people are saying Green Bay, New England, and those are all fun destinations. But I actually think in Tennessee, in this play-action offense, you know, opposite of A.J. Brown, I think that makes the most sense. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Titans decide, hey, we've seen enough from Corey Davis. He's a good, not great player. Let's move on and invest those resources in defense. If that's the case, Tennessee all of a sudden becomes a a really fun team in the second, third round uh, to draft a receiver. And they could use some speed. Maybe a Rondale Moore in the second round. That would be some fun. Elijah Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. uh, That would be some fun as well. So keep an eye on Tennessee as a sneaky wide receiver needy team in the 2021 NFL draft. Moving on to tight ends. John o. Smith continues to be one of the biggest teases in all of fantasy and dynasty football. We know how freakishly athletic he is, how good he is with the ball in his hands. Uh, but last year, despite eight touchdowns, only 448 yards, 
just not the doesn't have the role in that offense that we would love. Again, I know a lot of people like him, and I know there's a lot of models that say maybe he could be an elite tight end in time, but I just think he's always going to be one of these teases at the tight end position. So if somebody's offering you something decent for Janu, something you know, a top ten or twelve tight end because they, they believe in the talent and they look at his age only being twenty five years old. I probably would move on just because I think he's going to be somebody who is always slightly disappointing compared to what his maybe actual value is on the football field or what his talent suggests. Uh, Let's take another quick break so I can tell you guys about betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered with your bets, and that is betonline.ag. We've got some fantastic football games this weekend. we got a UFC fight, Conor McGregor uh, fighting on Saturday. A lot of action. Uh, So sign up for betonline.ag, and you will get a welcome bonus of 50% on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, the last thing I wanted to talk about on this podcast is Ryan Tannehill because if you've had Ryan Tannehill in your fantasy lineups over the last two years, you're likely have been very, very happy with the production you've you've received. In his last 26 starts, uh, he is 6,500 passing yards, 55 touchdowns, uh, and 13 interceptions. Also adding in some value on the ground as well. Uh, you know, 11 rushing touchdowns in the last two years, just absolutely incredible. Um, but I am. I got to admit, I am a little bit nervous without Arthur Smith this year, uh, how he will do, because Arthur Smith is one of these offensive coordinators that will use play action over and over again until defenses can stop it. And most defenses can't. Um, I, I just think he's one of the better offensive minds in all football. And he really saved Ryan Tannehill's career. I do think Tannehill is still going to be a very good quarterback, but will he be somebody that's a must start every single week? I don't know. I, I just going into his age thirty three season, I am a little bit nervous, especially if Corey Davis, uh, you know, moves on to a different team. I, I just have my doubts that he's going to be able to retain that same level of value at the quarterback position. And again, the quarterback position, you know, upcoming in this twenty twenty one year, there's so little difference between those guys outside the top six right from seven to 15 they're all so similar in one coaching change like Arthur Smith going to Atlanta could be the difference in Ryan Tannehill you know being somebody that you have to start and somebody who's on your bench obviously in two quarterback leagues you're going to keep him in your starting lineup that's that's needless to say Uh, but Tannehill is somebody that I'm maybe thinking about selling this offseason like if I could get Baker Mayfield for him I probably would do that or something similar uh, in that range. So consider maybe moving on from Ryan Tannehill. We'll look at some uh, recent Ryan Tannehill trades, uh, courtesy of Dynasty League Football, uh, maybe over the next couple of weeks. But just somebody to, to keep an eye on uh, as we progress through the offseason. Uh, we'd love to take some of your questions about the Steelers and Titans. Make sure you send them to us at Locked On Dynasty. Again, Kate will be back on Monday. Uh, we're going to break down some of the, the games that we saw uh, over the weekend, the conference championship games. We'll talk about the Super Bowl matchup a little bit, and then we'll continue 
with our divisional preview. We've got a ton lined up for you over the the next several months. Uh, We get the Senior Bowl next week, which is a lot of fun. There's some really good receivers that we need to watch at the Senior Bowl, uh, including Sage Sherratt, who just got mentioned, uh, who just got brought in uh, by Jim Nagy. Uh, We got Nico Collins from Michigan, you know, somebody who has a lot of size, didn't get used a ton uh, in that Jim Harbaugh offense. So if you love the draft, we will be continuing to cover that next week as well some interesting quarterback and running back uh, players at the senior bowl and mobile as well so we'll keep an eye on them uh, as always you can follow the show at locked on dynasty you can follow kate my co-host at ff ball blast you can follow me at marcus underscore Mosier. and make sure you're following uh matt williamson and ryan mcdowell the other two co-hosts on the pod uh they've just done some fantastic shows over the last couple of weeks uh and you guys are going to want to make sure that you're you're not missing that uh we will see you on monday Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games, and we will see you next time.